Check, check. Mic check. Show presented by Maxis Tires, 100% goggles, decal works, get data, and vertex pistons. On FMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. The final round of Monster Energy Supercross Series kicking off this weekend in Salt Lake City. This is the final uh, Moto 60 Show for Supercross. Lots to get into. Lots happened last weekend. I don't know if you're aware, but holy shit, a lot happened. So we will uh, talk about that and the implications of that. I have an in-studio guest all show as well, so super stoked to welcome him in to talk Salt Lake and more. And again, your phone call is 702-586-7857. We're going to give away a set of Fly Racing Youth Gear and a pair of 100% goggles as well. So thank you for listening. Thanks for checking us out. 702-586-7857. Absolutely uh, I love talking uh, moto with you guys and lots to get into. Thank you to folks at Fly Racing, whether it is the uh, Evo gear that they have, whether it is the uh, uh, Super Patrol stuff, Super Good Patrol stuff that's indoor, uh, out of the boot or in the boot, flyracing.com has you covered. The Kinetic Mesh is out, and it's getting hot, and it's super breathable, super light. You saw RJ Hampshire winning the Denver 250 Supercross main event in Fly Racing gear. The Formula Helmet is, honestly, it's it's amazing. It's uh, super lightweight, super safe. It's got Conehead EPS design. It's got the Rion technology in it. They have all these different shells, so they have a few different price points as well for the Formula, but bottom line is it is the maybe the biggest deal for the folks at Fly Race and they've ever done the Formula Helmet, the research and everything else that went into it. So check that out at your local dealer or motorsport.com. Get some fly gear. They're going to have some LE stuff this weekend. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not. We'll ask JT. Uh, but yeah, they have some LE stuff this weekend. So flyracing.com. Check them out. Uh, get 100% Maxis Plum Creek funding. Vertex Pistons Decal Works all on board with, board with us as well. Uh, and Decal Works, man. Great guys. Uh, they'll send you a proof of everything that they they, uh, they design for you beforehand. Whatever graphic you want on your bike, whatever numbers you want, the fonts, the custom logos, all of that stuff. I've used Decal Works for uh, a few of my vintage builds and my own bike, and they do a great job. DecalMX.com. PulpMX23 is a code to save with those guys, and you know they've been around forever. Shit. They used to have SoCal gear, these guys. So... Please check out Decal Works for all your graphic needs. I uh, really appreciate those guys. And Maxxis Tires, mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires, uh, and also the MXSTs developed by some guy named McGrath. I hear he was pretty good. He did a lot of work on that MXST. There's a launch coming as well for the Maxxis guys, something new coming down the line, Maxxis.com. Uh, please check out those guys out if you can, if you need a tire for really anything. They, uh, they support the sport in a number of ways. So thanks to Maxxis for coming on board. Uh, taking your phone calls over there, holding things down. Um, coming in a little early today, which was impressive. Golf, maybe there's maybe the tea time is off. I'm not sure. The 
Tizzle Jerry. Tits, what's up? Hello, Steven. How are you? I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Last one at Supercross. Last one. You're off next week. And then I'll see you like in two weeks and we'll be yeah. right back at yeah, it. Yeah, right back at it. Right back at uh, it. My in-studio guest this uh, this Thursday, he is a former pro racer. He's an arena cross champion. He worked at Scott Goggles for a long time. Now he's at the folks at 100% Goggles uh, from Jersey, 30 Jersey. Dave Janolfi, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, Steve? Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well. You didn't have any mud water for me this morning? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Rough morning, but, but we're th- good. This we're good. is something in place of coffee? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yep. I don't understand. Yeah. Why would you not want beautiful, delicious coffee, Dave? Coffee's amazing. Um, thanks for coming in. Uh, we did a re-raceables that just dropped, Bud's Creek 03. Did a podcast with you. Now we're doing Moto 60. Putting you to work, man. I like it. I'm a worker. Let's yeah, go. I like it. Thanks. How's things at 100? Uh, great. Everything's good. I mean, uh, the company, the brand is strong. The people there are awesome. I have nothing but good things to say. It's uh, it's gone well for you guys for sure. When you look at the Lawrence, uh, the that, that Lawrence guy, and even before this year, the Lawrence brothers, mm-hmm. Cooper Webb, Star Racing, yeah. AP, Hunter, yeah. uh, HEP Suzuki, a lot of those guys. Yeah, yeah, right. for yeah. sure. I mean, right. off road guy, Tristan Hart. Billy Ball, like we got, yeah. There's yep. a slew of guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's done really well for you guys. And uh, please check out the code is pulp thirty at one hundred percent dot com. Uh, it's a generation of racers asking themselves the original tagline: How much effort do you give? And I think what's most impressive about one hundred percent is look, it's it's a moto family, it's a moto company. We're all into moto, but MLB, MotoGP, snowboarding, uh, yeah, you name it. You guys have presences in all these other sports. So yeah, no, we're definitely uh, we're getting out there. That's for sure. E-bike ride yesterday and today. So yes, sir. Line it up. How yeah. is that Yamaha e-bike? What do you think? Blue crew, baby. What's well, green? I know it's, it's green crew. It's all green. Of, all of green. It's uh, it was good. It's fun. That motor on that bike is uh, it's pretty neat, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's a def- definitely different. So uh, thanks for Dave for coming in. You're going to sit in all show with us. JT is going to be on the second half. We do have your phone calls. Uh, there's some lines open. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. Give us a call if you want to talk Supercross and more. Uh, Dave, let's start with this. So. Obviously, we all saw what happened to Eli Tomac last weekend. Yep. Heartbreaking. Millions of dollars that, that swung from one place to another. Legacies, champion. I mean, all of it, right? Yeah. But here's something that's interesting. You tore your Achilles tendon. You actually had this injury. Uh, take us through it. Yeah. I mean, I saw that I, as soon as I saw Eli, the way his foot just went up, I, that was my immediate thought was Achilles. Um, I did mine in a similar way. I just... I flat landed something which I'd done a billion laps before, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, the one. And you thing, had no injury going into it. No like, injury no, going. No, like yeah, no, no limping or like yeah. No, yeah, I was yeah. you know lap five of a, of a local yeah. race or whatever, and I land all of a sudden this painful sting shoots up your body. You don't even know what it what it is at first, and then your immediate reaction is to take your foot off the peg because that weight is just hurting it. Yeah. Um, you know, then you get back, you can kind of put some pressure on it, but not really, and and then it's just a weird thing, and then you're like. And yours didn't sever all the way? Mine, yeah. I had a full surgery, but from my understanding, that some coil, like, or recoil up, yep. up your calf, yeah. mine did not do yep. that. Yep, I don't know which ones Eli had, but yeah. But, but, I mean, what sold it, like, what the reason I knew it was my Achilles was, one, the pain, obviously, but two, like, it's just mush. Like, you're pushing on it, and that tendon's not tight anymore. It's just, yeah. it's, like, gone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the full surgery, they put you in a cast. Like, for me, it was, I was in a cast for maybe, it was a couple months of, like, just a, a cast yep. like that yep. that was the long process where like an acl you know you you get surgery and you start rehab like a week later kind mm-hmm. of thing like this is just like a waiting game yeah and uh yeah it's not fun it's not i feel like it's not as crazy as people think okay but um i know like football basketball guys it's a year but that's what they need to jump and run yeah like moto isn't jumping and running right yep uh when were you back riding it took um three to four months maybe Somewhere in that range. Okay. But it, it was definitely difficult for me mentally when I did start riding again to land a jump and trust 
that it was going to be okay. Like there, yeah. for a while I was, I would land and try to like lighten that foot up a yeah. little bit just cause it was, it happened in a weird way. So it's like, why so, is it not going to happen again? So yours wasn't all the way. They sewed it together. Sewed right? it together. They, they sew it together. Yep. Um, they don't take any cadaver stuff or anything else. Like an ACL, they just sew it. I think they yep. just sewed it. Yeah. From my memory. And then what was the rehab like? Like once you got out of the cast, it was a lot of, um, you know, range of motion, icing it, like just stuff yep. like that. Like, yeah. Try and get but, flexibility back. I mean, I was thinking six months for him. Uh, for kind of my my Google doctor Google yeah. was saying six months, not for a, a football player, or basketball, but for a, a regular person. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking he was going to miss the start of Supercross next year, and then even if he wanted to come back, yeah. uh, but maybe not. Maybe maybe he could be ready for Supercross if he chooses to come back. Yeah, I think he. I think he could be right. Yep. Do you um, do you think he does though? That's tough. I mean. How does he want to approach it? Is this a new challenge for him that, you know, I'm not saying he was bored with Supercross by any means, but maybe this is just a new challenge in life. He wants to shut up the naysayers that he's done or something, yeah. but the career that he's had and as successful as he's been, shitty way to go out for sure, but uh -huh. also understand it if, yeah, it, yeah. if it's, if it's I, it. I, I think like I'm of two minds, right? Like one is like, well, I guess it depends on how much he can come back at. But for me, like, Dude, he was on the fence about coming back next year. We think he was, but we don't know for sure. And, like, you know, he'll probably come into Supercross 2024 a little behind the eight ball with all this recovery. And so to me, like, dude, he's had his legacy. Yeah. But the other hand, my other thought is, like, why do you want to go out that way? Injured, losing a Supercross title. Yeah. Maybe come back and, you know, give it your all. Win or lose, you go out, uh, you know, on top of, of your bike, and then you retire. Yeah. So I see two sides to this. I do too. And and then the other thing I think about as a, being a dad myself is like, he's at home now and he's injured and he can't do the stuff that he could normally do with his kids. Mm -hmm. And that's going to depend how that affects him mentally. If he's like, man, like this isn't cool. Like, I don't yeah. want this to happen again. Like I can't even go chase my kid right now. Yep. Like, yep. So that could be a factor. Yeah. Crazy, right? Like so crazy. I can't think of another moto moment that just swung that quickly. Just like that. I mean, he was going to just walk home with this title you yeah. Know? yeah yeah i mean and if you're chase obviously that's not how you want to win but at the same time good for, i mean he was fast all year too so that was my point on monday show yeah. is he's the fastest rider yeah he's sure. been the fastest rider of that there is no doubt now the fastest rider doesn't always get the championship see james stewart many mm -hmm. years but he's the fastest rider and no one can be like oh he didn't deserve this title oh, totally. he he earned this thing he's gonna win this weekend he's gonna get six wins eli'll have seven you know, yep. and, and and he'll win the title. He'll have more laps led, all of that. He's got more laps led right now. I guess doesn't technically count because Eli went out in Denver. But anyways, the point is, is he's pretty much matched Eli all year and had more speed. Definitely, yeah. You know, just the mistakes cost him. So Chase Sexton, to me, is a more than worthy champion of all of this and, you know, deserves to be feted, you know, with everything that, that you would give a Supercross champion. But on the other hand, like you said, not the way you really want to do it. But, hey, that check still cashes, I think, Dave? Yeah, it, it does. And I think, you know, after Saturday when he hears that, again, he's a competitor. He wants to beat Eli straight up. Yep. But then I think on Monday it sinks in and you're like, dude, this is my – like I'm yeah. a 450 champion. Like, yeah. That's got to be a cool feeling. No, for sure. So so three to four months for you for Achilles. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's yeah. just call it five. Like, yeah. I don't know. But I think he can be back for yeah. Supercross. Yeah, yeah, because we're, we're in May now and that, that puts him in September-ish or whatever. And uh, yeah. so October. And then you can get going. So. Mm -hmm. Interesting to see what he does. I, I I think he's out. If I had to bet, I probably wouldn't bet because I'm not exactly. But if I had to, I'd say he's out. Like I'm sixty forty, in my mind that he would be done. Yeah, I think with, I'm with you right with there. With his legacy, yeah. you know. But but hey, well, listen, if he came back, that'd be awesome too.
you totally. know, uh, great for Yamaha and Star and everything else. But that just throws a massive wrench into everything. Um, well, yeah, because I mean, there's maybe some deals going on too that are contingent on absolutely. Yeah, right? so yeah, I think if you're Justin Cooper or Dylan Ferrandis and you're kind of waiting at Star, you're waiting to see what they want to do. You know, you're like, oh, well, there's a spot there, maybe. You know, do you think Who Star knows? gives them gives Eli? You need to let us know by this time or are they going to be so, patient right? with them wouldn't you i mean you got to make your plans you got to i mean we cooper webb's going there okay uh don't you think that's what you you hear i think right? yeah. yeah cooper webb's going there so they got a guy and then that other spot is if eli wants it he can have it if i'm star and eli wants it you can have it but if not i would pick up ferrandis or cooper and yeah I, and honestly between those two maybe flip a coin i don't know which one i would get but you know whatever yeah i like um, i like cooper on a 450 he certainly showed a lot in his limited time. I just don't know why it was so limited. <laughs> I don't know either. And, and I grew up. I grew up around. Well, Justin grew up around me, and I've seen him ride 450 outdoors. And yeah. that that you know everyone says, "Oh, the 450 suits me." Yeah. But it really does suit him. Like yeah. he's, he's a smooth rider. Smooth. Yeah. He Very is a smoother calculated. Guy. You're like, right. You're right. He is uh, uh, definitely that way. And I just thought that when Ferrandis was out, he would finish those races, and he didn't. And um, no. I found that strange and weird. I know he's focusing on 250 motocross, but. He's no shoe in for this motocross title with Hunter Lawrence and Joe Schmota and all that. So he loses out on all that supercross time that he theoretically could have had. Yep. And then he, say, doesn't win this title, which everything's geared towards this title. It's title or bust. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't do it, which is also a possibility, a good possibility, right? Yeah. I don't put him as a favorite over Hunter. And then now what have you done? You've lost all the supercross time and you lost the title that you were prepping for. Right. But if, he, win, if he wins, nope. then it's like. Yep. If he wins, it's all yeah. good. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to some phone calls here. Again, we're giving away some 100% goggles. Thank you. Not so much to you, Dave, but thank you, Clayton. Okay. Because Clayton. Clayton's the one who said you can, we can give away the goggles. Yeah. Clayton, you know, you didn't say it. Clayton's a great guy. Thanks, Clayton, for this. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get into the, some phone calls here. Uh, first up, it is uh, – let's go Joel on two. What's up, Joel? Hey, Steve. Hey, um, did you get a chance to watch the broadcast? Yeah, the yeah I did. Yep. Um, just from all the Pulp fans, the Pulp family, just a huge congratulations to you. A um, lot of time on the TV this weekend. Uh, yeah. It's just going to be interesting to see, you know, honestly, uh, how how much you grow from it. That's a, that's a big part to the sport, I think. And, you know, I've been listening since, since you know, episode one. I've yep. listened to them all, all more than once. I go back once I catch up during the week. I listen awesome. to your old ones and go back through it. But just a huge congratulations on – on being that much time on the TV, having every member of the broadcast really say something, say yeah, the name. Yeah, JT both. did a um, thing. I know. JT yeah. did a thing on Simonson's hair. Like, yeah. uh, I was pretty surprised. Like, I got texts from Ricky and Lee about it, wow. um, which was cool, right? They were both, yeah. you know, and then, yeah, they, they really talked about it a lot in that LCQ qualifier. And, yeah, yeah that was pretty cool, I got to say. And then, and then, dude, get this. On Riders Meeting, uh, Thule, our buddy Tim uh, Tol Tolson. What's Tim's last name? Mm -hmm. Tim McAdams. Sorry, Tim McAdams. Mm -hmm. He at riders meeting. He was like, he's like, hey, I just want to give a hand to Steve Mathis for raising all this money at this LCQ race yesterday. And like everyone at like riders meeting, like not everyone obviously, but people applauded. And I was like, holy shit! Like, yeah, like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like, yeah, like, like no, I, I'm not really a super cool. emotional guy. It, it's yeah. not something that I get all wrapped into. But it's pretty cool to do 147 thousand dollars to 22 yeah. riders. You know. Um, just unbelievable just huge congrats huge huge congrats to you the pulp empire and everything you got going it's good um, thank everybody you. appreciates it and then uh if i could put in my two cents on the 
the race next year, which you guys talked about Monday about yeah. doing it like the Paris one used yeah. to be, yep. you know, maybe inverting the second race mm-hmm. and half half the pay goes to the first one. If you're if you're taking votes, that'd be the one I'd vote for. I'd, I'd like it Let, too, uh, Janofi. So we talked about having more chaos in this race because it's kind of gone pretty smooth for two years. Okay, because I think the guys, which you, you would have been, might have been in this race years ago. Janofi, yeah, you were yep. a prime candidate. I think everybody in the race is like, hey man, we all got money. Let's calm down. Yeah, right? I don't want yeah. that. So we talked about on Monday, uh, drop the gate, five minutes, throw the checkers, uh, the order that they came across in the checkers, invert them, flag start for the other five minutes. Combine the two yep. scores. Main event, same length. The second main's the same length. Yeah, five yep. minutes again. Two yeah. five-minute or two six-minute, whatever you want to do, and then combine them like moto scores. So yeah. the guy can go yeah. one, and he can start 22nd. I think that's great. I mean, if they want to be in a traditional race, then they got to make the main event. But if they're in your race, then chaos ensue. Yeah. So, yeah, Joel, I like that one too. You know? I, I think that's the way. It's got far more positives than negatives, and it gets it really gets what you're wanting. You get the right. fast guys get to make the money when they earn it the first one, and then they can still try to earn as much as they can the second one. Even it, you could almost even do single file for the second one, couldn't you? Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, single file. I told the Feld guys too, like, hey, if you, they didn't take me up on this, but I told them if anything, if you have any idea for a race format or anything you want to do and you want to watch it in action in a stadium, let me know. Let me let these guys yep. be the guinea pigs. Yeah. So if you're thinking about pulling them in for a pit stop, if you're thinking of doing a half race, if you're thinking of doing bracket racing, like what we've seen in European Supercrosses, we yep. can do that, and you guys can yep. watch it take place. You know? So, well, yeah. I really hope they take you up on it. You've come up with a lot of good ideas, and, and some of them have really been implemented, so it's kind of neat to see it and listen to you nagging and bitching every monday night and then some of the cool stuff making it through once someday in a while get, once in a while someday they'll get those uh those plates for your for your uh tough boxes yeah yeah one day man <laughs> thanks joel i appreciate it thank you all right thanks. appreciate it thanks well starting this show off really strong you know the one guy that didn't say anything to me about the money and the thanks is just legendary just nothing never heard from everybody i think except for him i don't think that you, money you want me him. to thank you yeah yeah all right. Uh Casey's on one. What's up, Casey? Hey, I just had a – how are you guys doing today? Good. Say, so, yeah, I just had a question. Do you think that uh, the progressive Suzuki team, do you think they fill in a 450 guy, or do they keep that a 250 team? Uh, for what? Which – what are you talking about? Like, for outdoors. Outdoors, oh, sorry. No, they're doing uh, – it's Freddie, Freddie Norin, and uh, I forget – oh, Welton's moving up. Welton's going to 450s, and then Norwin's going to 450 for American Outdoors. And then okay. I think, uh, damn it, the Chiz is going to do some, too, because Chiz wants to race every single weekend. And then, uh, Chiz. yeah, Chiz is going to Chiz here and there. And then the world stuff is Kenny and Chiz and Schwartz. And I think American Outdoors, 250 guys. Uh, I don't. I forget. It's. I forget. I don't know who it is. You know what? No, you know. Maybe it's just four fifties outdoors in America. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's. I knew it's. I know it's Freddie and Welton on four fifties in the USA outdoors. Yeah, that's cool. I'm excited to see that. And uh, I just wanted to say, good uh, good location for Pulp Neck Dry Day. I'm actually headed to Millville this Sunday for a uh, hair scramble. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Looking forward to that. October fourteenth, yeah. fifteenth. Uh, should be fun. The first day we're going to keep it to 150, and then the second day we're going to open it up wide open. So. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you, man. Well, thanks. Have a great show. Thank you. Uh, Janofi, yeah, you want in on the Millville Ride Day? Like, you want when to it, bring when it? Is it? October 15th. 
14th, 15th. I could pencil that in. You got to get your bike, I guess. But I, I really need boots. You need boots? I need boots. Well, if, I don't only, have... if only you knew anyone in the industry, like anyone at all. Boots is a tough, a tough sell. You don't think you can get boots, Dave? I don't. Okay, well, let's ask and, JT. And I would have no problem buying boots, but I, I don't even own a bike, so like... I'm not going to ride enough to like warrant me buying boots, but I have no problem paying for something. Okay, we'll ask JT for boots for you. Uh, Adam, what's up, man? You got a Chase Sexton question? Yeah, kind of. First of all, I just want to compliment your pre-race outfit that you had on your story. Thank you. Yeah, it's something I take a lot of pride in, the uh, shorts and the T-shirt. Yeah, it's this, literally the same outfit every single weekend. Yeah, and that reminded me. I think last time Sexton was on the Pulp Show, and you guys had talked about doing like a – like swapping outfits like Sexton wearing the cargo shorts might be a perfect weekend for it. You know what? And we've touched base a couple times and uh, it hasn't happened. And I'm very upset about it. I know Chase this weekend probably has a few other things on his mind. It was supposed to be this weekend. It was supposed to be last weekend. It's a whole thing. It's not working out, Adam. I don't know how it's, I, I don't want to really get on Chase, but yeah, we were supposed to do that. So uh, hopefully in the future. I hope so. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, let's go Tyler on six. Tyler, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? Hey, uh, first of all, congrats on the uh, pulp race, man. That was awesome. We need Thank to get you. that into the Saturday show and ditch the uh, the future stuff. That's the idea. I'd like, to, I'd like it on Saturday. If I could wave a magic wall, I'd like it Saturday night, but that's impossible. But if I could have it, I'd go Saturday afternoon, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd rather watch that than futures, honestly. But anyways, okay. uh, I'm probably reaching here, but this seems like a huge marketing opportunity for Honda winning all three of the titles and then probably the outdoors, not, you know, knock on wood. But um, what are the odds that, like, this can bring in, like, a big title sponsor and they can start back up, like, a Geico-esque team and then Chase takes over that, like, uh, a la Kevin Wyndham? Maybe I'm just really reaching here because I really want to see Chase stay on a Honda, but, I mean, yeah. this is a great marketing opportunity for them. Well, okay, Tyler, there's a few things that you said there. First of all, Chase is going to KTM. I'm almost positive that's going to happen. I hate that. Uh, but there, you know, you touched on something, though. So Chase or Jet, you got to think are going to win the 450 Motocross title. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan's going to give him a run. but And then Hunter is the odds in favor to win 250s. Maybe – Right. So there, like you said, there is a chance they could win all five championships this year, uh, which would be awesome. And Dave, uh, last thing I last time I checked, you were a marketing guy. I am. So yeah, tell us about that a little bit, marketing that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I mean, I do think that's a great opportunity. I what I immediately think about with that question is, yes, that, that's great uh, if they do that. But all the years that they didn't do, it, I don't think one great year brings in this new title sponsor. I right. think it could, you know take a couple years and and let it see how it plays out. Yeah. But that's the first step to building that, that strategy. Right. I think, um, I, I did think, so when Geico went away and Honda took in Lawrence brothers, they let Shimoda go, you know, um, month ago, all this kind of stuff. I thought honestly that this is a, a, um, a patchwork deal. And as soon as the Lawrence, they didn't want to lose the Lawrence brothers to anybody. And as soon as the Lawrence brothers kind of graduated, they would get out of the 250 class. It's expensive. It, it divides your resources. It divides your manpower. They don't have a title sponsor. I was like, Honda's going to find somebody, whether it's Phoenix or whether it, they're going to you know, throw a bunch of money at an existing other OEM team, whatever. And, dude, the people I – I mean, they're, shining, they're signing Shimoda next year. They have Hymas. They got Hymas. They signed him you know, last year. To, like, the people I talked to, Honda Factory, are their ball's in on – on 250s and no plans to give it up. Yeah. You know? So I guess they're just keep on going. So it's not, not a, uh, 
Not a bad, not a bad talk, uh, not a bad thought to win those championships, Tyler. But I think, uh, yeah, I think you're going to lose Sexton. So um, you're oh, on that one. Bummer. Uh, do you uh, do you want to set 100 percent goggles? Dude, I just bought some. I'm 100 oh. percent diehard. So go ahead and pass those on to the next caller. What a nice guy. Uh, what? Uh, which ones did you get? Uh, I got the new Acura I2s because I accidentally ripped the cord off my canisters on the. Uh, I live in the Pacific Northwest, so it's oh. muddy all the time. Yeah, but yeah, system. I accidentally ripped the cord off. I had to get a new set, but. No worries. Well, next time you buy something, use the code PULP30. <laughs> I actually forgot. I knew it was a thing, but I forgot. I'll Damn it. Next time. Uh, do it next time. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to need some replacement film, I bet. So use it. Use yeah. it yeah. that time. Yep, there you sure. go. Thanks, man. Thank you for the call. All right. See you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Dylan's got fantasy recommendations. Uh, Dave, do you know anything about Pulp Mix Fantasy? Yeah, I played it one year. Oh, you did? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead, uh, uh, Dylan. What's your, what's your question? So it's not really a question. It's more of a, like a... Uh, an idea of some sort um, regarding triple crowns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know handicaps go lower. Yeah. Uh, weekends of triple crown. Is there like a way possibly to maybe uh, leave some of them at 16 and then at uh, uh, 24 hours before the gate drop, roller cases, drop them all down to that lower handicap so if people want to take a risk, they could potentially? What do you mean? I don't get. Oh, oh so you you uh, before the before you know who's in the main, you have a you have a window to pick who's going to be in the main type deal. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Like if you want to take a chance at like I don't know Logan Carnell or somebody that has a sixteen possibly, uh, but you have so long uh, to do it before ahead, and then once it hits a certain time, then they drop all down to yeah the eleven. I don't, or I don't know. That that seems like a lot of coding for marks and a lot of effort. Um, <laughs> I mean, does. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't also necessarily love it that much, uh, Dylan. So yeah. Yeah, no, it was just an idea I, I had. So. No worries. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good day. Thank you. Uh, more work for Marks is always good, right? Uh, tits. More work. Ab- for absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Josh is on too. What's up, Josh? Yeah, uh, Anton reported that uh, they're possibly getting rid of the regions in the 250 class. I kind of wanted if you, if you could elaborate if you heard that because. I think that'd be a mistake. I know that uh, Pirabinos wants to get rid of, wants to go to a full 17 rounds, but I think that affects too many guys. I kind of want to know what you thought. I didn't hear that that rumor, but it is something that's been talked about now for a while. I mean, look, they just made it harder again to get out of that class, right? You literally got to, like, dominate it to get out of there. Um, so you're just going to have these 30-year-old guys in it, like Hampshire and Jamard and Jordan Smith. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing right now with it? Dave, you raced the class. Uh, I, I would be in favor of making it one coast. Yeah, I think it – No rules, one yeah. coast. I mean, it's just – like I said, um, you know, about the vet class, like why is it a vet 25? Like yeah. people are 30 now. Same thing. That What it started as and was intended for, it's grown past that. I mean, they get the same TV time. They are factory-supported guys. Like, yeah. let's run them all, all They're all long. making money. They, yeah. like Absolutely. It would what? make for better racing every weekend. And, and I think if you have a rough 450 years and you want to get a ride in 250 class – and you're like, go ahead. Like, hey, Pro Circuit hired uh, Justin Barsha because he's had a few injured for – go ahead. Yeah. Like, like they are exactly what you said. They are treated the same, the same TV time, the same title sponsors, the same everything. Who are we fooling yeah, as far it, as a regional class? And if we're trying to grab viewers, right, that's what everybody wants, like viewers, yeah. then that racing is going to be better. Yeah. So now, it's more entertaining. Now, I will say, Josh, uh, if they do do that, one of the things – you know, Davey Coombs has said for a long time is there'll be less jobs, right? There'll be less. Why would Mitch hire four guys? Well, if you just look at the number, I mean, you have like a hundred, there's like a hundred, 250 guys going in for West and East. 
if you eliminate that outlet, then that number goes down to, it, it just dwindles down and you won't have that number. By the end of the year, already in the 450 class, we're barely full, uh, getting 40 guys into a 450 gate. That's what's going to happen eventually to the 250 class. Now, initially, you're not going to have that problem because you're going to have an overabundance. But over time, it's just going to be a specialized class. That's all. Well, and by the way, you have to think about the mechanics, too, because a lot of mechanics are going to be hurt by this or people want to get into the industry. That That's the only thing. Yeah, it's just a lot of no, you're right. small things that happen. But maybe, so. maybe what we do, I wrote about it this week, is you make the 250 class wide open and then you make that uh, you can't go into 250 Supercross until you're 19. Other than that, you got to do futures. And now we put futures at every yeah. race. And now you're a kid. Because, look, an 18-year-old, and Dave, you, you did this, an 18-year-old going up against RJ Hampshire is at a disadvantage mentally, physically, uh, uh, racecraft. Yeah. Every, every, totally. Everything you want to talk about, a kid riding. That was Levi Kitchen's ninth career Supercross on the weekend. And he's racing at RJ, who had 55 starts. Think of the difference between those two guys. If you want to extrapolate it even further, think of a guy like Dave Janolfi here, privateer Jersey kid, 19 years old, showing up on a modified production bike against a 30-year-old factory rider like RJ Hampshire. Like, that is a world of difference. Again, physically, mentally. Now we're talking about the bikes, yeah. the bike difference in a smaller CC class. Like, Dave, the 18-year-old Dave Janolfi couldn't be at a bigger disadvantage. So what are we doing? And so maybe... If you put an age limit to the futures until you get to 250 class, maybe that builds that up. And maybe the guys like Janolfi back in the day – sorry to keep bringing you up here, Dave. No, that's why But maybe, maybe the guy like Dave who can't make the cut because the, deep, the 250 class is, is stronger now, maybe you go to Arena Cross. Maybe that Hoosier series or the General Tire series starts getting some of the guys like Dave Janolfi's, and now that series builds up. And now we have a stronger arena cross series. There are flip sides to doing it in one in one way. Like it's not all negative. The loss of jobs is for sure a negative, but I, I don't know. Yeah, there's some ways to think about it in, in a really in a real positive way also. Thanks for your time. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um Tyler's on one. Tyler, you have a two stroke question? Yeah, so it's kind of a hypothetical. Oh, Say the four stroke revolution never takes off. It's okay. still two strokes racing. How about this? The Say the AMA oh. in their stupidity, in their complete <laughs> lack of foresight and stupidity, don't make the four stroke rules five hundred and fifty CCs. That was the rule when they came out. They said you can make a four stroke, but it has to be five fifty or under against two fifty two uh -huh. strokes. Like, wow. That opened the door to where we are now. Anyways, carry well, on. No, I hear you. My question is, is with our modern riders, and then say everyone's still making a two-stroke, that's, you know, current, current, up-to-date, who do you think would be dominant or best out of the premier class? Because yeah, it's a whole different bike. You have to ride it differently, who's obviously. Who's two-stroke guy? Barsha? Barsha, maybe Tomac. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, any of those more aggressive riders, I would, I would think, right, for sure. Right, right. The thing is, is it doesn't allow the four stroke allows you to make mistakes and mm -hmm. still be fast. So who's mm -hmm. the best riders on a two stroke are really the best riders. I mean, they are in the four stroke class, but you know what I mean? Like, you go fast on a two stroke. Like you watch the old, Vill you watch the videos of Jeremy and Vill Villaman, let's say, like that O two year when maybe one of the last years everyone's on two strokes. Like they come around a turn, they screw up, they can't triple out. Yeah. Like this is the best uh -huh. rider in the world. They have to single or double, right? Like. Those yeah. guys were making mistakes to where they couldn't clear the jumps. 
That never happens anymore. You could hit. You could be in first gear at a complete stop, jump the triple. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It, I think it would be fun to see. Um, I I think Dave, like Dave. I think if you're if you're just skillful, you're skillful, and if you're aggressive, it's a better thing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you want a pair of hundred percent goggles? Uh, you gave me. I want a pair of really nice let's FR5 see. boots. So let's, let's give them to let's the next one. Uh, our um, listeners, they're just, just pay it forward. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we have um, David on too. David wants to talk about AC. What's up, David? Hey, how you doing today? Good. Hey, I just wanted to make a little comment. Obviously, he got a lot of press this weekend for his podium, and good on him. You know, it's been a long time coming. Um, I, I I had heard some rumblings about people, you know, saying kind of shit talking him on the internet and stuff. And anybody that thinks this guy is dedicated is they're out of their freaking minds because it, you know, between the the Iowa thing and and the guy sits. I mean, listening to him, he sits in a hyperbaric chamber to try to heal himself so that he can be better. I mean, he's an amazing person. I don't care who, what, <laughs> how you, what your views are. The dude's he's awesome, and he's so transparent. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Adam Cien Cirillo, um, Dave? Yeah, I think he's great for the sport. I mean, from a young age, he's very, like everyone says, transparent, and he's good with his vocab. He, he reminds me of an actual professional athlete. Like if you look at, <laughs> if you look at other sports and that's not yeah, a knock yeah, on anyone, yeah, but like yeah. he looks like someone that would be at a press conference at another, a stick and ball sport kind of guy. Yeah. Like, which he follows stick and ball. Yeah. Sports. He gets he, it. And yeah, he gets and it. And I wish more guys, I'm not saying you need to, you know, roll up in a suit like Kenny did, yeah, which yeah. was fine too. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I wish these guys would be more person, like have that personality. And I don't necessarily mean the way they talk on the podium, just like in general, like be a professional athlete and a character. Right. And I think Adam does that well. Yeah, I think, and I think it comes from the heart. And I think he's trying. And you know, he's we've all seen his frustrations, and and now he's still got an arm problem. He was, at, you know, when he called Monday night. He was doing stem cell therapy, yeah, yeah. T- taking stem cell stuff out of his back to put in his arm to help it out. So, I mean, he's trying everything, yeah. to, to get back to the level that he was at. Yeah, absolutely, man. Just, uh, I, so much heart. I think so it's great. Heart. So, uh, thanks for the call. Do you want either a set of fly racing youth gear or the hundred percent goggles, Dave? Um, I'll yeah. take a pair of goggles. My son could use a set. Well, what about the youth gear for your son? Uh, he's, we just we just got him son. He's, okay. he's kind of okay. bigger. He's wearing he's right. wearing like adult stuff. Now. All right, got yeah. it. Okay, all right. Uh, stay on Thank hold. You very much. Yeah, no worries. Stay on hold. All right, we'll get you that uh, that that, okay. that info. And thanks for calling. Appreciate about AC for sure. Uh, again, thank you to 100%. Dave Janolfi here. Uh, Pulp 30 is the code to save with those guys. And this Pulp 30 code saves on everything 100%. So casual wear, mountain bike stuff, mountain bike helmets. Uh, is that a new helmet you were wearing yesterday? Yeah. From, yeah. Yeah, and eyewear too. Don't forget about eyewear. Eyewear. Big yeah. in eyewear. You guys, yeah. Shades, mountain bike shades, mm-hmm. normal shades, uh, goggles, all of it. Pulp 30 is the code to save with those guys. Uh, Vertex as well provides the highest quality aftermarket replacement performance kits for the power sports industry. Rebuild kits, piston kits, gasket kits, and more. Uh, manufactured in Italy, the Cast and Forge pistons are the premier choice for the power and performance. Uh, and they have um, their high-performance gaskets are made right in the USA. Dirt bikes, ATVs, UTVs, snowmobiles, and personal watercraft as well. Uh, so please check that out at Vertex Racing. And of course, our buddy Truman at Get. Yeah, Honda's, a good dude. Honda's using Get. Uh, ECU's on the two on the two fifties. Uh, data loggers and RPM uh, start devices on the 450s. Great company. Get and Athena. Uh, their, their Yamaha 450 ECUs are out now. Kiefer loves it. So if you want that or the TPI uh, 
uh, CDIs. Uh, they do great things with those things on the on the KTM uh, fuel injected two strokes. Get an Athena. Uh, use a, use a contact form on pulpamex.com to email us to pass on a deal, and we'll tell you uh, uh, where to get that from. Fly Racing, flyracing.com, Moto 60 Show. Thank you to Fly Guys uh, for doing this. Uh, all right, Janolfi. So, with um, Tomac's departure, mm-hmm. there is now a third spot on the podium open. Sexton, Roxon, Adam got it last weekend. Yep. AP is back in yep. Salt Lake. Nichols is racing. He crashed out at Denver. Where do, where do you see this going? I, I I could see if you make a case for all of them, I would I would say sure. Like, yeah, I think. I think on paper right now, I guess depending how AP's hip is, if he's good to go, like yep. back to normal, yep. I think he could be the favorite for that third spot. We've seen Adam struggle a little bit with fading and whatnot. So I would put AP on the podium. Uh-huh. And then I have a, I think Colt can ride really well. I think he can get a third in yep. there. Yeah. But yeah, he like got you said, you, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And he was doing well until he got hurt or crashed out this past weekend. So like you said, you can make a case for all of them, but I'm going to go AP on the box. And then if not, Colt. And then AC yeah. would be your rank, your power ranking yeah. for uh, for podiums. Uh, also, uh, let's get to our next guest from Fly Racing. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? What's happening? Dave Ginolfi. That's what's happening. Yep. I heard that. Um, all right, JT. Give us your – We just you just heard us a little bit. Give me your mm-hmm. power rankings for the third spot this weekend in Salt Lake. Third spot on the box. Yeah, I think Dave made some good points there. Um, I'm going to pick AC. Uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for a feel-good story. And uh, for any any of you out there that were cynical or wanted to make snide comments about AC showing emotion last weekend, you can piss off um, officially. Uh, so I'll pick AC um, t- to get it done again. You know, it's one of those things where it's really difficult the first time, but I think he'll go in pretty confident. Like these guys are acutely aware of the situation, right? They know everybody's hurt. They know the opportunity's there. So I don't think Adam's looking at it like it's A1 trying to get a podium. He knows who he has to beat, and uh, I like him in that scenario. I think his starts are really, really good, and I think he gets it done again. So, okay, and then give us your top three like, out of those three. Like, what's, yeah, who's yeah. Next? I mean, AP has obviously got to be in that mix. I just still don't know where he's at health-wise, mm-hmm. um, and he's, he's had to take a bunch of time off, and I just don't know if he'll be as sharp as he necessarily was. So we'll see. Um, Colt could – certainly be in that mix too Um, i would love to see dean get up there and be a factor in it um and then the last one i'll throw in there i know this is off the wall but man mcelrath was really good last weekend and i i don't expect him to be third well let's start there right i understand what i'm saying but he rode really well last weekend so we'll see if there's more of that to come well i was gonna go justin hill I think you got to throw Justin in that mix. What if he yeah, gets in right. the box? You're right. Like unbelievable. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's, right. He could be sneaky. I, I I would put it if I had to do my rankings, I'd go AC just because he's been racing more than AP. If they were still racing, I think AP can get it. But he's Agreed. been off now yep. and he's hurt and banged up. So I'll go AC, AP, and then I'll go Hill and then Nichols in my yeah, rankings. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, that's probably yeah. fair. Uh, yeah. But I would I would put Nichols ahead of Hill. Okay. Um, just because I think of the way the track's going to be, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, six and one half does the other. What's the track like this weekend, JT? I haven't even taken a look at it. Uh, it's not too bad. I mean, it's nothing nothing too crazy. The the track itself, I don't think, has a lot to really nitpick about. Yeah. Um, the whoops are going to be right out of a right out of a corner, so I don't expect them to be too crazy. Like you might be able to jump through them if you go inside before them. 
But to me, this track is, is more about uh, it's really small. Like the lap times are super short, so it gets pretty yeah. beat up. The dirt will be pretty blown out. Um, like it just gets hard and, and kind of dusty. And then another race at altitude. So to me, it's more about the conditions than it is really necessarily the layout. And it's a later schedule or earlier schedule? Which it one is. is it? It's an hour later. Oh, okay. I, could, I, couldn't, I knew it was yeah. one way or another, right? So uh, why do they do that? Do you know why? It's got to be TV. Um, nothing else makes any sense. It has to be the TV slot. I'm not really yeah, sure right. other than that. Are you working TV? Not TV, no. Okay. Weege, uh, Weege will be in the, the position that I played last week out in the pit. I can't keep track, Janofi. Weege, JT, like who's working for Feld? You know, no, I, I don't think anybody can. Uh, I think they just look at the schedule each week and go, who we got? Oh, there we go. Yeah. All right. I think it's good there. The, you know, the variety adds to it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's fine, right? And uh, I even I don't mind Lee and Todd Harris, uh, you know, and Daniel all kind of doing different things. You kind of – you get to see who's – Who's good? And you know, like when you when you see, it's almost like a, a shootout, right? Yeah, see, I think it's all? cool. I laugh at the comments when people are like oh, I'll have to mute it or whatever. I'm like, I don't think it's that bad. No, like, to be yeah, muting the, the race. Like, yeah, what? no, I exactly. I don't mind it either. But I will say, having gone through last summer and then this Supercross thing, I much prefer how pro motocross is for my role, just because I'm so much more involved. Like, there are stretches where I'm just kind of like. Not doing a lot. Like, in the pits this past weekend, we had a battery go down. I was just kind of, like, watching. Like, there was just nothing nothing to do. They didn't need anything from me. Where yeah. motocross, it's just – I'm just in the mix, like, the whole time, which is – it's awesome. I guess you could say it's yeah. selfish. But it, for me, I yeah, I really enjoy that. The one thing you can tell is – and Todd Todd Harris is a veteran. Like, he – I mean, we just watched Bud's Creek 03 for re-raceables, and he did it. Todd's been calling our sport for a long time. But you can kind of tell he's just getting parachuted in here and there. And he's yep. not quite up with the storylines and what's going on, right? He's he's a professional. Yeah. He does a good job, but I do feel bad for Todd sometimes because he's off. You know, you can tell he's. Well, he, I mean, you know, yeah, he, he lives in London, right? So his time zones are all off. It's not like he's really watching a lot of this live. He lives in London. Not, he lives in London, yeah, full time. Not on London, so, Ontario. No, Jesus. no, not London, Ontario. Yeah, so yeah, it it totally makes sense. I'm sure yeah. he goes back and watches the replays and all that, but for him to feel. To be a little bit disconnected, I can completely understand why. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, all right, 702-586-7857. So we were talking about the Millville Ride Day, and Janolfi wants to come, JT, but he says he has no boots. And I said, well, if only you knew anybody in the industry that could, you know, give you boots. <laughs> and I don't, I don't mean that as like a woe is me, I need help. I'm just saying, like, that's the last piece of my puzzle I'm trying to figure so, out. So, yeah. This Ride Day is in October. Yeah. And it's May. And you're worried you won't be able to make it because you don't have boots. Well, I just That's can't commit. I can't commit because I don't have I don't have a full set yet. I'm working on it. Okay. All right. Well, I, I I'm gonna reserve comment because I really like you, um, but that sounds stupid. That yeah. sounds really stupid. FR5 boots. Well, can we can we get them a loaner? Um, we can. The we last can. time I was I racing, I, I used fly boots. Right, you yeah. wore fly boots? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like fly boots. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. We got a half off retail program. No, we, we, we can take care of Dave Janolfi, I promise you. Okay, fair enough. Appreciate that. Uh, 100% James marketing too. manager Dave Janolfi here. Uh, we got a phone call. Uh, let's talk to a lot of questions about this. Um, with this guy's. It's Robert, and uh, he's got a lot of uh, points that have been coming up this week. What's up, Robert? How are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks what? for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, so I want to know if you guys think that these injuries are somewhat attributed to the insane schedule these guys are running. There's not a lot of breaks in between. 
they're adding SMX rounds, and then the outdoors are just gnarly. So I'm curious if Tomac's injury in particular is, you know, he's just worn out from being at the top level for so long. Uh, I don't know. Like, the, the whole uh, – we've been hit bad with injuries. I mean, I did this stat – 15 factory riders at A1, uh, just two have made every main event. If the, if if Roxon and Sexton make Salt Lake, knock on wood, there's just two left from 15 at A1. You can count McElrath. He didn't make the A1 main, so you want to count Shane. That's three out of 15 riders. Uh, we did get an extra week off, though, Rob. Now, granted, it was week two because of the rainout. We had an extra week off in Supercross this year. We, we you know for the we went one week off for I don't know JT 20 years. Um, and now we had an extra one off. So I don't know about the insane schedule part of it, Rob. You know? I was talking to Tom Parsons about it. You know, we were messaging back and forth, and we seem to think that you want these guys to perform at this absolutely elite level, and yet you just keep adding races to the schedule. I feel like Supercross could be pretty easily split into, you know, give the guy three or four breaks in between. I think it would help. You know how it is when you go riding. You're tired, you're sore, you end up making little mistakes. I just wonder if that has something to do with the immense amount of injuries we've had. Well, I will say, and JT can vouch for this, riders and teams wanted less races for, for, for 20 years. And they were upset at the number of races and they wanted the races. But now, when there's more money at stake in the World Supercross, we're going to go. We're gonna give you more races. We're going to jam on two extra races. Yeah, funny how that works. Yeah. You know, so that yeah. is that is a real hypocritical thing uh, in, in terms of our the, the leaders of our sport because nobody wanted two extra races until World Supercross came along and all of a sudden they found extra money and they found two extra races. It's a bit of, like I said, it's a bit hypocritical. But I don't think, yeah. JT, they, can, they can't really stretch this thing out because of outdoor dates and uh, outdoor logistics and motocross donations. And, JT, I don't think you can really, like, say you did stretch out Supercross three or four weeks. It's not really going to work. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the, the calendar will allow for it. Um, everybody feels the burn at the end of, of the series. Um, you know, I, I don't think that guys are getting injured necessarily because the season is so long. Um, a lot of it's probably just a numbers game. You ride long enough, take enough risk, you know, like you're probably going to hurt yourself because guys are on the edge. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did the series, both series, for a really long time, and it is a lot. It is a lot. Um, it takes it out. And then I raced the whole off season too. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to change, right? So good, bad, and different, it, it seems like we're probably going to get more versus less. Whether yeah. that's good or bad, I, I don't necessarily but, have a strong opinion. I just think that's the direction we're going. But when we had less, we still had years full of injury with two strokes, with less races. You know, we yeah, still had how many? How many less did we really have? Uh, we had one less supercross for a f- number of years there, like in the okay, early so 90s. Not, I mean, and yeah, then, so and not then, really moving the needle. No, no, no. So. No, I'm just saying, like, it, the less schedule – had injuries yeah. i don't know i'm with you rob like it sucks this year dave do you have any common thread or any thoughts on all these injuries that ties it all together i don't no i was just going to add to jt like you said a numbers game it's just it's probability uh it's the way the cookie crumbled this year with injuries the schedule is longer but we haven't even done it yet like that's in the future that it's you know like we're, yeah. we're still in a normal season kind yeah. of so i don't think that's why everyone's getting hurt it's just unfortunate let me uh thanks rob thanks for, thanks for your call thank I'll you right, thanks guys thank you I'll pose this question to you. Was anybody talking about this or injuries a month ago? No. Yeah, yeah. They weren't, no, right? No. We've had a really tough run here the last few weeks. I get it. 
it, but this is kind of how it happens. Like everybody was healthy. Nobody's talking about anything. And then we, yeah, we get a string of injuries, which is, it's my opinion, pure circumstance. You know, it just, these things happen. It doesn't, sometimes we get a bunch of guys hurt early in the season. Sometimes, you know, we just got them all late this year and everybody's talking about injuries and we race too much and this and that, but I've just never seen it any other different way. Right. I remember being at Binghamton in 1998 and there were four factory guys on the line. That was it. Like yeah. everybody was hurt. Like it's it's not yeah. a new dynamic. That that doesn't mean it's it's right. Yeah. I'm not saying that just because we always did it this way is the right way. I'm just saying it's this this year's not an outlier. Like it's not like anything changed. Just a lot of guys got hurt lately. And but to play devil's advocate in the forefront. And to play devil's advocate to my point about the more races all of a sudden signing up and we're all doing it. If we you know, if we just had, say, a normal schedule of twelve outdoors and seventeen supercrosses then you have Red Bull Straight Rhythm, and then you have Paris, and then you have the Monster Cup. Like, people at Geneva or whatever, like, the the racers, the World Supercross, the Australian thing. So, the racers and teams scream about less races, and yet these guys still find time to line up for the money at these yeah, other season stuff. So. To your point, I, I, I think this is partially the point you're trying to make. The biggest problem, or the only, the only way I think you can really complain is if your contract doesn't reflect any more racing and they just start piling more races into it. Yeah. That to yeah. me, that's really challenging to deal with. But if you're going out and racing in the off season to make money, how can you really complain too much? Especially if you're being compensated in season. Well, let me ask you this Dave, from a hundred percent marketing standpoint, you know, you add two SMX races, three, but yeah. one less outdoor. How does that work for your contracts? You have to pay more money out, right? You're paying, you're bonusing those things. You're, you're yeah, paying we look, those yeah, out. Yeah, we look at all that stuff. Right. That, absolutely. Same as Fly, JT. You know, you guys pay uh, Rockstar uh, Husky a bunch of money for the 250 guys to wear Fly Racing or, or HEP. And now you have to pay them more for SMX. You know? Yeah, was that for Dave or for me? No, for you. For you. Uh, Dave said, oh, yeah. Sorry. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't we don't have budget to add more races and teams and riders and series. Mm-hmm. We we just don't. Yeah. Um, we're we're maxed out already, so it's uh, it's not something we're asking for more of. Yeah, for sure. Yep, no, for sure. And we kind of get Dave boots. I mean, we're struggling to get Dave boots. But, <laughs> that's, um, that's certainly not the case on our end. Hey, uh, let's touch on the showdown this weekend. Both Lawrences have their titles. They're both going to run the number one plates this weekend uh, at New York. They all look. We didn't really see it at New York because of the rain. New Jersey. New Jersey. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> uh, we didn't see it in New Jersey because of the rain, but they did say going into that race, like, hey, we got points leads to protect. We got things to look at. You know, the, the championship is the bigger picture, blah, blah, blah. And I agree with all that. But now they got their title. So do we see an all-out Lawrence war, JT? I don't think so. Um, you know, they're going to try to win, right? But I, I think they both understand that it's mission accomplished this season. And I think both of their... Uh, and, and yeah, Feld probably will hate this comment, but I think their sights are both set on this summer. Um, they're going to go race. They're going to put in their best effort. You know, mid race they'll be trying, but I, I truly think they have changed their their concentration and their efforts and their preparation. Uh, are are thinking about Fox Raceway on May 27th or whatever it is? What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I think definitely with Jet. I mean, as soon as that race was over last weekend. I feel like he already was talking about how his 250 career had gone, like as if it was over, not still one race left. So mm-hmm. his mindset has to be 450. Uh, I think Hunter, like JT says, is is thinking outdoors. But I think J- I think Hunter is going to be up there um, this weekend. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, obvi- yeah, obviously they're going to be up there. But I think Hunter has a little bit more motivation. Yes. 
Yeah, right. I picked Hunter to win on my column today, and I and I surprised myself, but I, it was just like a gut feeling. I was like, yeah, I think I think he gets it done. His starts have been so spot on. Yep. And he's just kind of clicky. He's firing all cylinders, and I think he'll go. Because let's face it, Jet probably didn't ride a 250 all week, right? And yep. Hunter's fully locked in, so I just think it, it lines up nicely for Hunter. Plum Creek Funding, uh, JT, myself, uh, other people in the industry have used uh, Zach at Plum Creek Funding um, to, uh, to do a, a home loan. Uh, whether you've got a vacation home like JT or, and Janofi do, whether you're looking to pull cash out, whether you already own a home, contact a professional for over 25 years of experience. Zach at PlumCreekFunding.com. Uh, I just talked to Zach the other day. He got a, one of our listeners uh, dialed in with a mortgage in Texas, I think. They do uh, 12 different states. PlumCreekFunding.com. Zach at PlumCreekFunding.com. Please check those guys out. Please check Zach out to help you out with any kind of home need that you that you need. And, of course, 100% Goggles. Dave Janolfi here. Uh, use code PULP30 to save 100% Goggles, whether it is the Jet, the Web, AP, Star Yamaha, HEP. Well, who am I missing? I'm sorry. I'm focused on you with that bat, thinking oh. how some Tatis uh, no, I'm just, signature yeah. shades would yeah. look on you See, right, right now. There. I got a bat in my hand. Uh, all right, Jason's on one. Uh, Jason, what's your question, man? Hey, I was just wondering, uh, with Tomac being out pretty much indefinitely next year, does that open up a spot for Webb at Star Yamaha for sure? Yeah, he's going to Star, but he was going before the injury. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was wondering, like, if, uh, if Sexton already signed a letter of intent with KTM, would that be possible for them to throw money at him? At Webb? At, uh, no, at Sexton. Well, he'll have something in that contract that gets a kicker for the Supercross title. You know, like, the hey, your salary is this much, and if you win Supercross in 2023, it's this much. If you win outdoors, it's this much. So that that I would imagine that rate is negotiable still okay. based on how he would, does. Do you think that there's a chance that he just stays at Honda? No. I think he's going to KTM. No. Yep. I don't think it's negotiable. I just think there are – it's lined out to what yeah. the number is. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Th- there's, there's X amount of money base salary depending on how he does this year. So yep. oh, okay. uh, Yeah, no, I think those are all done, Jason. So, yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Shay's on three. Shay, you want to talk about testing riding time? Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to say how, like, in Formula One, they can't drive their current cars and test all the time and stuff like that. And I think just motocross guys, well, they just ride the bike too much, which helps to, you know, wear and tear and injury and all that stuff. I don't know how you do it, but limit their riding time and training time on the bike, you know? Uh, I agree. I like that. Yeah, there's only so many test days in NASCAR, IndyCar. Uh, I, don't know about, I don't know about street bike racing, but yeah. um, how yeah. would you ever, ever enforce that, Shay? You could never. Yeah, the only yeah. thing I was thinking is, like, you you register, you know, your motors, and you can only put so many hours on oh. your actual, like, registered race bikes or something like that. Are we going you know? to trust the AMA to keep track of this? I mean, you know what I, know, I mean? Yeah, like, they're useless. Uh, okay, so good idea, JT, good idea, but impossible to, to do. I disagree. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's a good idea. Oh, I, I don't okay. like it. Um, I, I think it just turns into a who has the most talent in that scenario uh, because so many guys, including myself, if we were limited to how much we could ride, like I would do terrible. I needed to ride a lot. Um, you talk about some of these guys that ride just incredible amounts. I, I think it's what has made them so good. You develop bike skill. Uh, and I would just suffer in that scenario. If I didn't ride a lot, I didn't That's, race well. Um, I just needed to practice and practice and practice and practice. So I, uh, hmm. I don't love that dynamic at all. I also think it just um, disincentivizes hard work. Like, everybody has to manage their effort. Like, you can't just punish yourself into oblivion and then yeah. think you're going to do well on Saturday. 
but to not be able to ride a lot to me is not what this sport's about. All right. There you go, Shay. Yeah. I'm not going to work. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you. What do you think, Janofi? Yeah, I mean, I like that was a cool question, but uh, I'm with JT. Like, you got to let these guys ride. And, and the truth is, it's, it's a hard sport. That's the bottom line. It's just, it's a tough sport. All right. Um, all right. We got to give away that fly racing youth gear. Uh, Tits, let's do um, the third caller. 702 586 7857 gets a set of fly racing youth gear on the fly racing Moto 60 show. All right. I don't know. Uh, let's touch on Ken Rocks at the World Supercross. JT, we had him on Monday's show. And, you know, look, they threw him bags of cash. Let's just get that right out, of, right out front. But he said, and this makes sense too, you know, he gets worn down. He's got a viral condition from all his surgeries and all his injuries, and he's, he's very susceptible to um, uh, getting run down and getting uh, issues with that. So this will keep him healthy longer. And I, I can't disagree. And the bags of cash? What? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't love it for the sake that I'm not going to get to really watch him ride all summer. Um, but you know, the the financial incentives can't be overlooked. Um, the career longevity, fine. Um, I, I totally understand it. I, I'm not arguing it at all. But to me, simply the financial rewards of it, I would do pretty much whatever they told me I had to do. Like the amount of money <laughs> that we're all hearing that he's getting to do yeah. this, I, I don't care. Just tell me what I have to do. I'll, I'll do that. No problem. No problem. Um, do I have to do something drastic? Sure. Uh, but just to go race these World Supercross races? Yeah. Yeah, just tell me where I need to sign that. Do I need to sign in blood? Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, Dave, what, where does like uh, – and again, you do you know 100%, 100% as you told us, like it's a, it's a group think, right? It's a group yeah. decisions. But on from your end of things, where does Hundred stand on this World Supercross stuff and negotiating these contracts and talking to these riders? Uh, yeah, I mean it's topic for discussion, but I still think it's you know for us Supercross, Motocross are the you know those are the two main staples that we yep. want our riders in. But so do you think Kenny? Well, how much money would he get from HEP or Fox for a World Supercross title? Would he get money? Like he's getting money from the promoters. We know that. But like, are there are there companies? Let me ask you this. Are there companies in America that's bonusing out World Supercross stuff? For Roxon Or for anybody? I think there's a chance Roxon's going to get some kickers for this no matter what. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, for so anyone? When, okay. Go ahead, JJ. I was just going to add, whenever he was getting taking proposals for this, he was planning on racing pro motocross. So I would be very surprised if World Supercross was in his contract. But wouldn't, you, wouldn't he just redo it? Or would, would the companies, the American-based companies, be like, yeah, no. Nah. I, for me, if I'm Fox and I don't, I would be like, no, like we want you racing in our biggest market 11 times a year, not in, not wherever yep. these races happen to be a few times a year. You know, it's for, so for me, it's a net loss, right? Yeah. Like I would yeah. be, I, they're not going to do it, but I think they have a better case for calling money back versus offering more money. Sure. Yeah. It's interesting to see how it, yeah. Like, Hey, like. I mean, look, it's a world audience. It is. It's in. It's all over. You know, you sell goggles and fly sells gear all over the world. So there is that part yep. of it. But yeah, on the other hand, I could be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we we'd like you to. I mean, this is this is the market they're they're marketing him for. Yeah. Right. Like this yeah. is why they want him. Yep. Right. So yep. to admit to lose him all summer is not. There there are upsides. I get it. But it's not. Yeah. A pure win. Like there's a loss to it too. I just wonder if Kenny's going to fill out a contingency form for two grand for third place for Fox goggles from from England. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. I, I think he's get. I think he's gonna be fine. 
Yeah, and I, I think the yeah. guys at Fox, you know, they're good at what they do, and they'll make a story and some kind of social media video type thing yeah. with him doing it all, and, and right. it works out. Right, right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right, last question here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show from Keith. What's up, Keith? Hey, man. Uh, enjoy all the shows you have. Me and my dad always listen Thank to them. Thank you. I'm the races and stuff, so I appreciate what you do. But, like, my question is, uh, are you guys worried, like, after this year with no factory 450 riders? Because we all know the 450 class is what, you know, supports the outdoor series. You know, because it's got all the big names. I mean, is Davey, I mean, in race, I mean, are they worried what's going to happen after this year that all these people are going to chase the money after this? I mean, are they going to have to pay these guys more money to bring them back? You know, if they see that they can, you know, go over there and make all this money are they worried that the series might go away and like the interest or just from the riders will be gone jt uh i don't know that worried is the right word um i mean obviously they've looked at it and it's you know behind the scenes pretty much all the oems teams sponsors riders have all kind of decided that they're going to stick with the series that are here Um, that's why you're not seeing any oem participation at these other rounds like no no factories have signed on. No, you know, like you don't see Monster or Red Bull attaching their names to this stuff. Um, and I, I think that's a pretty clear signal that they've decided where they want to put their money. So worried, I would say no, because they've already gotten such great support. There's a lot of unification that's gone on behind the scenes for the, you know, Supercross Series and Pro Motocross Series. Uh, but, yeah, maybe they lose a rider here and there. I just don't think that anybody in, it really involved at the highest levels is really – ready to make a break from that they kind of all teamed up you know I don't, I don't know a better word to use for it but steve you've seen it too like it, it's been crazy how unified these these people have been behind the scenes to, to yeah. stay with these series and you got to remember too uh that you know we had um kevin windham mcgrath and larocco not do outdoors and they were you know some of the biggest names in the sports at the times and they just skipped outdoors because they were older and veterans and the sport the outdoor series went on without a beat and you know, it wasn't a problem. So we've seen this before. We've seen top riders like Kenny skip outdoors and nothing, you know, the beat goes on, Keith. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm with JT. Like, it's kind of, yeah, everybody's kind of uh, OEM factory involvement. You don't see it in World Supercross. And, and I would yeah, just add what? one one last Yeah. Sorry, just before we get off topic, one last thing. For any, If anything, Davey's probably thrilled that he has – he's teamed up with Feld now, right? They're oh, so yeah. – partnered now where there was this split thing and everybody was worried about their own series now they've never been stronger so if anything they're probably really happy that they have uh you know it's much more of a, a unified front than it ever has been before yep there you go keith thanks man thanks yeah, for the call i right, appreciate it thank you uh all right jt thanks buddy we'll see you this week in salt lake city before i let you go yes i need your winners i think sexton wins and i think pretty easily um yeah kenny's the only guy that i think can really challenge him for 21 minutes, even close. But having said that, I could see Sexton winning by like 20, 20 or 30 seconds. I really could. I'm yeah. not saying that's going to happen. Yeah. But if, if Roxton starts 20th again, yeah. Sexton wins by 30 seconds. All right. uh, and then the 250 class, I'll, I'll take Hunter. Pick I Hunter. think Hunter gets it done this weekend. All right, cool. Thank you, man. Thanks for the time on the Fly Racing uh, Moto 60 show. Get that order in for Dave's boots. Let's do it. Thank you, AT. All right. See you, man. Thank you. All right, everybody. That's the Moto 60 show for another Thursday. We'll be back before Paula. Janolfi, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, it's like a pulp tryout. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Pulp 30 is the code to save 100%. Uh, Give me your winners. Uh, Yeah, I have Hunter for uh, 250 class, and I'm going Sexton for 250. Yeah, Yeah, shocking. Yeah. All right.
Thanks for listening. Tits, uh, fantastic job once again. Unbelievable. Yep. Thank you. Enjoy your week off. My pleasure, yep. See you in a couple weeks, everybody.